I got the mic. And I have the opinions. Welcome to episode 2F, F for Fight of the Year. Last weekend was UFC 248, and there was a whole bunch of awesome fights, but the most uh, awesome by far was Wiley Zhang and Joanna Jacek that we spoke about last week. We'll get more to that on uh, more to that on later, but uh, fight of the year potential and also relevant actually for this episode because we can also tell you that Israel Adesanya versus Yoel Romero was definitely not the fight of the year. Uh, yeah, I think we could agree upon that. Other awesome fighters from UFC 248, our boy Sugar Sean. Yeah. He won in dominating fashion, even though we didn't watch that fight. Because we were taking a nap before the main card started. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we had one of those. I decided to day drink on Saturday, which I haven't done in forever. But we had one of those naps that we were like, cool, 10-minute nap before UFC. And we took the 10-minute nap, woke up, and we're like, cool, yeah, that was 10 minutes. How about another minute? We and both I- set alarms. <laughs> and we woke up an hour and a half later. Yep. So, sorry, Sugar, but we knew you was going to win. Yeah, man. Neil Magny, another one of our guys we were rooting for, won. Alex Oliveira. I think I called him, and you agreed with me, I think I called him Charles. That's the Bronx. Yes. Charles the Bronx Oliveira. But it was, th- it was Alex. Alex Cowboy. Yes, who also won. Did um, you see that? He gave the, uh, the American Cowboy the feather off his cowboy hat after the fight? No! It's pretty cute, right? Is that so meaningful in cowboy circles? I think so, yeah. (laughs) Neato. Uh, We also spoke about mini DC Duran Wynn. He lost. It's what it was. Yeah. So he missed weight his first fight. And I think, did he win or did he lose his first fight? No, he lost that too. Yeah, so he lost two in a row. Um, Not a good look, but good luck, man. Um, And then, what's this note? Oh, your your MMA math was yeah. Right. It was I went on and on. Was it? It was last episode. Yeah, last episode. Doing MMA math for um, who either Felicia Spencer or Megan Anderson would fight next because they both wanted the title against Amanda Nunez, and I said Spencer should get it. And it was announced this week that Felicia Spencer will be fighting Amanda Nunez for the title. Good job, man. Holla. Um, also, Amanda Nunez, little Miss Nooney. Uh, for those who remember, is the first openly gay champion in, like, all of combat sports. Super awesome. Her and her partner, who's also a fighter, uh, just announced this week that they're going to have a baby. Yeah. A baby. How exciting. And she's, like, the most dominant woman's fighter, along with Valentina Shevchenko, even though that she beat Valentina Shevchenko. Um, but uh, now I think that she's going to lose because she has a baby. Oh, shoot. She's going to have the same curse that everybody else has. But she's not the one actually having the baby. Her wife is. So, so I wonder what that Did you find out happens. how they're doing that? Or no, that? did you? No. No, I just know. What, what's her wife's name again? Nina. Nina, yeah. yeah. I just know that she's caring because she said she's going to get back to fighting after uh, the babes is born. Okay, cool. We'll do some more research and we'll we get will. back to you guys about that. Um, Last week was that, but next week is UFC Fight Night 170. There's so much going on this weekend. Mm -hmm. I did not realize until I was looking this up, which is kind of funny that I called Alex Cowboy Oliveira Charles Oliveira because Charles Oliveira is fighting this weekend. The Bronx, (laughs) our boy the Bronx. You remember he fought not so long ago. 
and he's super exciting and young and like I guess up and coming but he's fighting Kevin Lee who I used to hate on so bad but I hate on him much less it's funny that we've had the podcast long enough that like both of these guys have fought already and we're circling back because we've spoken about how Kevin Lee fought Gregor Gillespie yes I'm proud of you yeah where was it in in Vegas maybe no was was it it? or was it in Brooklyn not Brooklyn. Was it an MSG? It was an MSG. And that's where he uh, knocked out after. So if you guys uh, remember, our boy Kevin Lee um, had some unfortunate circumstances with his like coach committing suicide. And he was like lost and like all over the place and got got a championship fight too early in his career and all stuff. But he's settled down. He's moved to uh, Montreal and has been doing his camp at a TriStar with Faraz Sahabi. And uh, he looks like, since he's made the move, he looks like a killer. So I'm really excited for this fight. Also on that card is Damian Maya. Yeah. The old Pack-Pack. Backpack. Backpack is back. Backpack is back. Super exciting. He's my boy. He's uh, left-handed and born on the same day as me. So uh, at least one of us is a success. Uh, Johnny Walker is on this card. Who I feel like he needs to win this fight, um, yeah. but we're rooting for him. He's the guy who was a stripper. Yes, and we, yeah, wow. There's so many like next fights. Full circle, babe. Oh my god, all these names are going to be so familiar to everybody. Um, the other fighter on UFC Fight Night 170, I wanted to just shout out. I don't know. Do you remember Bea Malecki? She was the tall, thin girl who was at the end of the. The Ultimate Fighter finale. Mm. And she was going against the not pretty girl. <laughs> no, I, uh, I vaguely okay, remember if, that. When you see her, you're going to remember. But we're rooting for her. I'm usually so stoned and exhausted when we're watching The Ultimate Fighter, which we haven't watched in forever, that I can't remember. I think that was like the only season <laughs> we ever watched, or I did anyway. Anyway, Friday night is Bellator, so that could be exciting. It's probably on Paramount, so you could watch it um, easily or more easily than most of the UFC stuff. We have Patricio Pitbull, who's the champion, fighting Pedro Carvello, which is exciting because I, fr- I actually don't know where he's from. Do you know? Pedro Carvalho? Yeah. It looks like Brazil, but who knows? But he fights out of SBG in Ireland, so... Oh. That's cool. Paul Daly is on the card. Matt Mitrione. Nick Newell, who you remember because I think we spoke about him because he has, he doesn't have a forearm or hand, right? On on one, I forget if it's his left or right hand. He doesn't have a hand. Yeah, but it's not just a hand. (laughs) Right? It's not just a hand. No, it's... Oh, it is just a hand. Well, it's the hand in the first couple inches of the forearm. Very cool. But he's an amazing fighter. Amazing fighter. Um, Leslie Smith is on this card. I don't really know anything about her as a fighter, but I do think it's cool because she's like on the forefront of trying to get the fighters in union and nobody wants to sign on because they suck. Yeah, because everybody's an independent contractor, but nobody wants to get together and uh, require like the the UFC or Bellator or anyone to, like, provide them health insurance and shit, but whatever. I mean, I guess they do get health insurance, but not... It's about more equal pay and opportunities and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Players Association, man. Every fucking professional league has them, so why doesn't fighting? That's ridiculous. Top five of the week. 
Screen number one. I don't know how Yoel managed to make his way into the top five because it was a snooze fucking fest for the main event. It was, was it, it was more than a snooze fest. I mean, it was awkward. It was an awkward snooze fest. Who awkwardly has a snooze fest? Me, because I was very excited about it. I'm having an awkward snooze fest right now. <laughs> you kind of are. <laughs> um, so actually, th- to be fair, Yoel is not making our top five. Our number one in the top five <laughs> is his one of his corner men. Yeah, one out of the Just three. one. We rewatched to confirm. He was coming out to like salsa-esque music. Super Cuban music, yeah. Super Cuban music. Super spicy. And one of his cornermen did not stop moving the entire time. He's getting his Vaseline on his freaking face. The rest of the men are trying to, like, hype Yoel up. And his hips do not stop moving. (laughs) He goes to the audience and fucking hugs someone. And then Yoel finally makes it in the octagon. And then the corner goes behind them. And we see them, like, still trying to hype him up. That same guy was still (laughs) dancing. He was doing at least least a solid four to six minutes. Minutes of dancing non-stop salsa. <laughs> he was balding, great. had his hair slicked back, fucking super bushy mustache, looking mad Cuban, but you know what? He was probably like 24 years old. <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> yeah, like watching him, I was like, yo, he looks like an old-ass Cuban fucking wrestling coach or something like that, but uh, he's probably like 24, 25. All right, well, he's number one. Speaking of uh, awkward snooze, snooze fest, uh, Benil Dariush always kind of looks like a uh, when you talk to him, like he's about to fall asleep. Such a sleepyhead-looking like, guy. Yeah, but super nice guy. You guys know I think he has the best name in all of MMA. There, I'm putting my fucking flag in it right there, saying Benil Dariush is the fucking shit. And uh, he uh, knocked a guy out. I guess this was his first like, official knockout that he was fighting this past Saturday. Um, so good on Benil Dariush. Yeah, but can you explain how the first round went? Do you remember he was on the other guy's back for like was, three out of the five minutes? Yeah, yeah. He was dominating. And the guy had... What was he trying to get that he couldn't get? He couldn't get his, his forearm underneath the chin, I don't think. And the guy, was, the guy was actually hand fighting and making it super difficult for him. And it was like... St- that's standing. When someone takes someone's back when they're standing, I always feel like is a, is a little difficult. But I don't know. To work with. What, yeah, what the um, fuck do I know? All right, I it don't know. Not on the ground. So, Benil Darius, yo, mad props for your win last week. All right, number three on our top five is why we called this 2F for fight of the year. Potential fight of the year candidate was... Zhang Weili versus Ioana. Like, we were hyped for this fight. If you recall, we did want both fighters to win. Yeah, So we true. were right. One of them did win. Yeah. And we were very happy. Nobody lost that fight. It, the announcers the, were going crazy. They were saying, this is the best women's fight ever. This is the best women's championship fight ever. This is one of the top five fights Ever. Like, people are going so crazy over this fight. And we thought it was crazy, too. But, like, I don't know that we were, like, thinking top anything. Yeah. It was just... Uh, when we watch fights together, too, we're also, like, super in the moment. And usually when it's that close and super... It's not like we're, like, these zen monks watching fights. Yeah. It's more like... Yo, they were beating the fuck out of each other, and we get really quiet and uncomfortable when that shit happens, because it's great sportsmanship, and it's like the sport and the arts at its highest fucking level, but it's 
devastating, man. It's hard to watch. Yeah. It's, it's hard to fucking hard watch. To watch. They beat the fuck out of each other standing up for five rounds. There was a couple takedown attempts and a little bit of like taking Yeah, not your, even really. Not even. They were throwing the same combos at each other at the same time. Like we were just watching. UFC has a really great, um, I guess, little series uh, called. What, what was it called? I don't remember now. Fight action or something. But they post these videos. Basically, they're slow-mo highlights of the entire night with no uh, commentary yeah, or anything. Yeah, just dramatic music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like stock dramatic music from like Final Cut. And they showed the whole night. There was a whole bunch of great uh, fucking fights in motion. But that one, it was just every single one. Like freaking Wiley's digging into Joanna's leg while Joanna at the same time her foot is coming up and hitting Wiley in the chin. But then that's when Wiley gets Joanna in the forehead. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's just all so much. It was all so much. Are you going to talk about the hematoma? No, you talk about that. I'd rather talk about Wiley's Cute okay. Instagram post. Nice, respectful <laughs> shit. Yes. <laughs> so, Joanna was worse for wear uh, after, well, not even, I guess after the third round. It was in the middle of the third round. So, I don't, I, I wouldn't have known what this word is, but a hematoma, I guess, is like a blood grouping or clot or something. Uh, let's Google what hematoma, the first picture, comes up because it's. I don't even want to see it's a picture. It's a solid swelling of clotted blood within the tissues. And uh, I can tell you that... It could look like a bruise. But hers looked worse. It was on her forehead. It totally distorted the shape of her face in terms of her eyes and nose then, obviously. And as soon as I saw it, because she is such a small, narrow face... And then her forehead is blown up like a balloon. She looks like the alien emoji. Yeah. It's with, disgusting. With the crooked nose. And like really nice French braids. Yeah. It's just They they weathered the storm. They totally weathered the storm. Um it was a little sad it was a little sad that all these motherfuckers on MMA Twitter. That's right. I'm fucking turning on you guys now. Oh Weeks gosh. ago when I was new and it was a new thing and it was cool and I was like, oh wow, this MMA Twitter is great. All you motherfuckers on MMA Twitter talk shit and you're all fucking assholes. Do what are you saying? They were just everybody's fucking making jokes uh, about how she looks like an alien and like uh, the guy from the Goonies. Yeah. And it's like, dude, she fucking <laughs> literally like took years off her life that fight. And that, she could kill all of you. So. And she could fuck Stop. all you up. So I know you guys ain't gonna fucking make jokes about her to her face. That's fucking bullshit. Alright, we're ending number three in our top five of something positive because uh Whaley and Joanna were like super respectful most of the time. <laughs> um it wasn't like real beef. But um <laughs> I really liked what Whaley posted on Instagram. She wrote, and I quote, I respect each of my opponents. Other people's failure will not make me happy. My confidence is built on my training and my team. Joanna is a very powerful martial artist. In the end, the octagon does not need garbage. We worked together and the battle was great. <sighs> so great. It does take two to tango. And that is why Yoel and Israel's fight sucked. Because no one was doing anything. They were, like, doing the real tango. 
They, they were. Oh my god, Yoel was inspired by the corner man. I gave the shout out for number one. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so here, uh, what did I want to say? So number one, uh, you said that Joanna and Wiley didn't really have all that shit. They did have some shit. You said they had some shit. I know. I didn't even want to mention that shit. Uh, okay, fine. Now we have to. Well, yeah. So Joanna like reposted. Uh, and this is weeks ago. Uh, not that it makes it any better. It, but it was way less yeah. of an issue in America. And so now <laughs> you putting it out there, you drudging up this old dirt. It's it's just disgusting. Clickbait, babe. Yeah, clickbait, yeah. Right, so I'm not <laughs> even going to say it then. But I was going to say something's even going to blow your mind. Even you have more. to say it. Oh, so she posted like a stupid uh, coronavirus meme like six weeks ago. But now the coronavirus in New York is in America, and that now it's a big thing. <laughs> now it's not funny. <laughs> now it's not funny. <laughs> We're offended by that, but not Israel talking about the Twin Towers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Um, also, Valentina said on Ariel. On I didn't listen to her yet. Oh, she was like, she didn't say it this bad, but I'm going to twist Wait, it. Wait, did the she say, bit. she said she thought Ioana won. She said she thought Ioana won, but she said that. Uh, martial arts is about fighting and not getting hit. Anyone can just fight. Ooh. She didn't mean it like that. Ooh. But that's how I'm making it sound like so we can get some extra clicks. Yeah. We're going to get up to 10 this week. <laughs> <laughs> Never. <laughs> Speaking of 10, here's another number. Four. <laughs> <laughs> Babe, you are so good at these segues. I'm great. Uh, super smooth. Number four on our top five of the week. Korean Zombie and Brian Ortega are fighting, and now they officially got beef. So, Brian Ortega and Korean Zombie. I love this shit. I fucking love this shit. You are so I'm big time dra- fake, fake fight drama guy. Uh, so, Korean Zombie and Brian Ortega were both at the fights this past Saturday, right? Korean Zombie gets up with his wife, and they both go to the bathroom and to get a beer or do whatever. Well, probably you always beer, like the backstory. Here's the backstory. Korean Zombie and Brian Ortega were supposed to fight. Um, This was the fight that was in Korea, I believe. Right? And Brian Ortega had to pull out. But the entire time, there was no beef. They constantly shook one another's hands and were smiling. And it was all And remember Brian Ortega, we said on the podcast, he did the sign for Korean sign language. It says, I love you. Yes. Like, it was all, like, kind of cute. But then Jay Park apparently <laughs> comes in and fucking ruins everything. Do you know who Jay Park is? A K-pop is? star? Yeah, I have no fucking or, clue. No, not even K-pop. He he's a K- rapper. I guess he's part of that. They said, yeah, K-pop okay. rapper. <laughs> okay. Sure. Uh, so Korean Zombie and his wife leave to go to the bathroom. And fucking Brian Ortega runs up to Jay Park and fucking smacks him in the face. <laughs> Slaps. That's said smacks. Isn't there a difference between a smack and a slap? There is. I guess, all right. I guess he. I guess it is. He did slap him, but he should have smacked him. <laughs> he should have fucking bunched him. What are you <laughs> wasting your time slapping someone? Um. So now there's mad beef, and uh, Jay Park was on Ariel uh, on Monday as well. We're trying to get in contact with him too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but. MMA Twitter again. They're just all turning on Brian Ortega, all hating him. Everybody's fucking throwing him under the bus. No. Talking about him such an asshole and he doesn't have any fans and he has CTE because of Max. 
this fucking dude, this fucking one dude who talks on MMA, and yeah, I'm talking about you, motherfucker. If I ever fucking meet your ass, we're gonna have it fucking on. You're so I'm weird. So, and, and, you know what? I was just gonna say it. I don't fucking care. He's his name is the, and he's the oh biggest nerd on the internet. <laughs> Delete! <laughs> you delete. Want, yeah, you wanted, you wanted me to be awake? Here I am, alright? Now you fucking woke my ass up. Oh dear. <clears throat> He's talking about Brian Ortega's not worth shit. He hasn't fought for 18 months. He hasn't done the shit. Motherfucker, what have you done in the past 18 months? How many fights have you had the past 18 months? You're gonna go out on Twitter and fucking talk shit. I'm gonna tell Brian Ortega to go smack your ass, motherfucker, and slap it. <laughs> <laughs> Adding the ass part is not so good. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to put out there, it seems like Jay Park was sort of being um, Korean Zombies translator and would often try to stir up beef even though he denies that in his translations to Brian Ortega and when Brian Ortega thought Jay Park was being insincere with his translations he was not mad at Korean Zombie he was mad at Jay Park which is why he started the beef with Jay Park because yeah. that's who his beef is with well what did Korean Zombie say about this beef now obviously Korean Zombie has something to say because his boy was slapped. <laughs> well, let's see what Korean Zombie said. Here, now that I'm worked up, I'll take the lead on this one. Oh, Don't you worry, babe. Give it all. Give it your all. <clears throat> um... I'm just going to do it in my normal voice. Yeah, don't my put cor- anything on, <laughs> my Korean- We're going to be racist in this episode, too. <laughs> my Korean accent needs work. You are such a coward for slapping a musician, not a fighter. You, if you fucking plan this to fight me and to use my name because people don't remember your name anymore, then I congratulate you. It worked. I will fight you, and I will knock you out, and your fucking face will be bloody. Now your fucking face stays in my mind, and I will fuck you up in the cage. I hope you won't run away from me again. Mic drop. Boom. Slap that ass. He got real mad. So, I I love a good statement put out on Twitter and then deleted immediately. Like, no one's going to see it because you delete it. No, but Brian Ortega put something out and now I'm going to read. Oh, this is like a fun little, like, dialogue thing. Oh, maybe we do... (laughs) <laughs> Tweet back and forth. That's what we'll do. Yeah. That's what this new segment's called. Brian Ortega says, On Saturday night, I slapped three people at the same time. I apologize for slapping the translator, and I apologize for slapping the K-pop star, but I don't apologize for slapping the instigator. Fuck you, Jay Park. <laughs> I added that last part. <laughs> you fucking MMA dude. <laughs> let's go to let's go to number five of the <laughs> five. Just five. Five. All right, we're gonna we're gonna take the emotions down a little bit, or not truck and take them down. We can keep them high, but let's we'll channel them and focus them into talking about some recently announced fights that we're really excited about. Super excited about. I'm starting with the one I'm most excited it, about. Uh, I am most excited about Patricky Pitbull versus Peter Queeley. Because I just found out about it today. It's a Bellator event back in Dublin in October. Peter Queeley's fight was most recently canceled, so I'm glad he's getting back in there and with a big fight. I know what you're thinking. This is another monthly uh, show in Dublin, Ireland put on by Bellator. But uh, not true. Bellator just goes uh, twice a year, even though it feels like they're there every other fucking weekend. It really doesn't. We just talk about it a lot. 
apparently. Cool. <laughs> I'm excited for Ryan Hall to fight. He's fighting. Who is he fighting again? I could tell you once Damn I it. look it well, up. Let me talk about how much I love Ryan Hall and why he's special. So he's a super, super, super high-level jiu-jitsu black belt. He, like, it defines, like... Ricardo Lamas. Yes, he's fighting Ricardo Lamas. He uh, is has a super advanced jiu-jitsu game all around, but especially with fucking leg locks. And everyone in the, in the UFC... In his oh, that's who Teddy Florian loves. He's right in on. his corner, yeah. Oh, yeah, he is, yeah, yeah. So, not only is he the super skilled, accomplished black belt, his uh, corner, because it's of Kenny Florian and fucking Farasa Hobby from TriStar, who you know I have a fucking man crush on, uh, add that to the list. Um, but also, he has, like, he's developed, like, a really awesome arsenal of striking techniques, like, based on, like, Taekwondo kind of kicks, like, weird hook kicks and shit like that. So, he can actually do things standing up now. He's not just doing a Minari rolls, trying to attack the legs, but he's doing both, and it's very unorthodox. No one knows how to deal with it, and everyone's afraid to go for it. So kudos to Ricardo Lamas for actually getting in the ring with him, who's a bad motherfucker. That's something to look forward to. Something else that you will all be looking forward to because we told you about this crazy drama between Kutalaba and Ankalev when their fight seemed to be stopped prematurely, and Ian Kutalaba was trying to stir up drama in the first place. Well, their fight has been rebooked and it's for Brooklyn in April. How exciting. That's super fucking awesome. Yeah. That's gonna that's turning out to be an that insane card. That card is just getting better and better and obviously we'll we'll tell you guys all about that card once we get closer to it. Mm-hmm. Um oh yeah. Uh, they also announced that, uh, announced that Michael Chandler, uh, former Bellator champ, is fighting Benson Henderson. Also, I think... No, I don't know if he ever won the Bellator championship, did he? Benson Henderson? Yeah. Well, I whatever. thought he did. I thought he did, too. He was former UFC champ, for sure. Uh, so they're fighting for the second time. The first time, Chandler edged out a uh, super close uh, split decision. Uh, so now they're running it back uh, four years later, and uh, it's exciting news. It's a good fight to look forward to in the Bellator schedule. I like any fight with Michael Chandler. Yeah. There, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> He's a fucking super good dude. So. He is a super good dude. <laughs> so that's it. Yeah. That's our episode. Thanks for listening. We love you guys. This episode is for Coots. Congrats on getting into Pratt with mad money. 